As long as anyone could remember, Lenny was a different kind of shark. I don't know how else to say this to you, Lenny. You see something, you eat it, period. That's what sharks do. You gotta understand, when you look weak, it makes me look weak. I know. Right here in front of me now, eat this. <gasps> oh, jeez, Hop. Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. You're a good person. Oh, no. As long as anyone could remember, no! Oscar was always in trouble. It's a sure thing. He trips underwater. Who trips underwater? And by the way, on what? That's it. All right. I want you to find the deepest, darkest hole in the ocean and put him in it. Ah! Oh, no. Then, the little fish told a great white lie. We need more wholesome things in the world, man. I'm having a hard time here okay. not being so cynical. We need we need more wholesome. And we'll talk about cynicism in animated filmmaking for children in a moment. But yes. the, it, uh, so I sent you that text from my friend. So that's our friend and listener, uh, Annalise from Maryland. So shout out Annalise if this makes Hi, the episode. Hi, Annalise. Thanks for um, that. <laughs> Yeah, so what so what I had sent not so basically following up on the big episode we were talking about the term DTR being used to def, uh, to mean define the relationship which if you listen to the big episode you know Nadia had never heard that phrase before. Um but other people have. So it's not just me. Yeah, that says uh, more about me and my <laughs> not having that conversation often. That's true. Uh <laughs> well, thanks. no, but, but we no, uh no, but I've I've uh, had it before in uh, significantly less successful relationships than my marriage. <laughs> but, the, but but anyway, so she sent me that as a text, uh, and she also said this is very important. Um, Elizabeth Perkins was not the receptionist in Ghostbusters. Uh, that was Annie Potts. So oh. I apologize for that error. Wait, uh, you didn't say then, what was in the text message. Oh, the text message was uh, I, Nadia, lol at Nadia not knowing DTR, bless her heart. Yeah. Yeah, bless my heart. I do need some <laughs> blessings. Um, and then the other thing that my friend Annalise said in, in the same text is, you know, you guys talk about cum a lot in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Probably Should Have Known Better, a podcast where we celebrate comedy that is aged not so great. Not so great. Not so great. My name is Nadia Vasquez, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the Angie to my Oscar. Oh, boy. (laughs) No, the Lenny to my Oscar, Tony Ginocchio. I guess that's better. Thank you, Nadia. Um... Uh guys. There's so much to unpack today. We have a lot to get through. I like I, I, I we have so much to get through. I was thinking about like every way to slice this one. Uh there's I'm gonna two, say like a pizza pie because there's a lot of Italians in it. 
Yeah, but there's also Jamaicans. Yeah. Uh, and there's also black people. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot <laughs> and, going on. Uh, a lot of races in this film. Um, when we... It, it just <laughs> This one was my pick, and I had not seen it before. But I wanted to do an animated film. And now... I never want to do an animated <laughs> film for the podcast again or watch one for my own enjoyment. I got can I be super super honest as I always am on this podcast? Yes. I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hated this one. No, I didn't but- hate I saw it when I was a uh, maybe a teenager uh, cuz my nephews were watching it and I think I've seen only seen the first act. So I remembered it being very stupid. But watching it as an adult, I didn't hate it. Nadia, why don't you why don't you tell the audience what film we're watching, and we'll let them decide we, if they hate it or not. We watched the 2004 Oscar-nominated film Shark Tale. <laughs> uh, Shark Tale, directed uh, by Bebo Bergeron, Vicky Jensen, and Rob Letterman, starring Will Smith. Hell yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Jack Black. Aw. Katie Couric. That was confusing. Michael Imperioli. <laughs> Vin- Vincent Pastore. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Angelina Jolie. And noted voice actor Martin Scorsese. Amazed at the performance, by the way. Just in, <laughs> just um, amused beyond belief at how great he was. Just, um... I, you know, this movie mercifully is 90 minutes long. Yeah, super short. Um, this is, for me, I I honestly think this is the second worst film we've ever seen. No way! Be- behind Bringing Down the House. No way, dude! And <laughs> I just, I, do, I cannot, I do I not cannot agree. believe. I do I not agree! Believe, one, that this was made, and two, that you didn't hate it. And I do not agree! <laughs> this is uh this is i believe our first ever animated film yes, right correct uh created by uh produced by dreamworks skg and we'll we'll talk more about them in a moment uh and their influence on comedy which has been mostly corrosive i, yeah. I would describe that influence <laughs> on comedy nadia like there's barely any plot to this film but can you take a swing at of it course i would love to okay so shark tale is about oscar voiced by will smith who is a working class fish in the South Side Reef, because yes, capitalism exists in the ocean too. He works at Whale Wash, which is a car wash for whales, basically. Uh, and it's managed by Sykes, who is voiced by Martin Scorsese. And he is a puffer fish that is tied in with the mob. Uh, yeah. yeah, the mob yes. exists no. too in the ocean. The mo- well i'm sorry and just to clarify when we say the mob exists like the mob sharks are voiced by robert de niro michael imperioli and vincent pastore which is like uh, that's two actors from the sopranos and then de niro right and and so that's like the la cosa nostra of sharks (laughs) but then in a in a later scene in the film uh peter falk voices another shark named don feinberg right who i guess is the jewish mob so there's there's Cosa Nostra and Murder Inc are both represented <laughs> in the fucking shark world. Yeah, so the the predatory sea creatures are in the mafia. Just that's just the basics of it. There's um there's killer whales there too, but we didn't get into any kind of detail of their race or ethnicity. Um 
Okay, so Robert De Niro voices Don Lino, who is the the godfather of the shark mafia. And uh, he has a son named Frankie and a son named Lenny. And Frankie is accidentally killed by an anchor that has mm. wedged itself into the sand of the bottom of the ocean. And Oscar is involved for a reason we'll get into. And then he concocts a story with... Oscar does. Oscar, yeah. yes. With Lenny, voiced by Jack Black, saying that he was the one who killed Frankie and that he is now a shark slayer. Uh, so he becomes hot, fuckable, rich, and famous overnight. And, you know, Oscar really learns a lesson about <laughs> being hot, fuckable, rich, and famous. And, you know, maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. So uh, this film uh, made $367 million, <laughs> making it among the highest grossing films we've ever reviewed. Um, this was the number eight highest grossing film of 2004. The number one highest grossing film of 2004 was another DreamWorks animated film called Shrek 2. Uh, this was, as Nadia said, an Oscar nominee for Best Animated Feature. Uh, Hell yeah. I, I think the second year that that was a category at the Oscars, thankfully it lost to The Incredibles, oh, uh, which yeah. is a far superior film. Um, it is baffling uh, how successful the film is. Um, and not when really. You think, it's not that bad. When you think back on like the DreamWorks uh, catalog, um, this is not the first film that pops into your mind, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, this, this film has been memory hold pretty much uh, for, uh, from everyone. Um, and uh, that's part of the reason why I picked it off our list, uh, because there were several animated films that showed up, but this is the one that I think is the least, has, has the smallest legacy. <laughs> um, but holy shit, this film is awful it is i'm sorry it's full of awful racial and gender stereotypes the storyline is incoherent and it is especially by the time you get to the final scene which is a hip-hop uh musical <laughs> number where the sharks all wear backwards baseball caps and do some hippity hop dancing to fish rapping who are voiced by missy elliott and Ludacris and christina aguilera <laughs> And Christina Aguilera, this this is a desecration of everything you think is good in the world. Really, like, though, it's okay. I agree. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent that it is. Uh, it has a lot of stereotypes in it for a lot of different things, but it's also kind of fun, and the soundtrack is bomb. Uh, so. Uh, I guess, you know, 2004 for some reason. <laughs> just skirt past is, it. But I think, yeah, just, I, I think by the we'll end of this, we're going to convince one, one or the other of us is going to be convinced. Uh, 2004 is a year that we seem to keep coming back to in this podcast. Yes. It's kind of, a, kind of a critical year when culture was really just on fire and terrible. Uh, Nadia, what was going on in 2004? We did a, a, we did a movie in 2004, right? Which one was that? We did Garden State from 2004. Good. Yes, yes, yes. And also, uh, Entourage's first season aired in 2004. Correct, right. So I promised that if we, uh, if we repeated a year that had memes from the internet, 
I would share the memes. So here we go. I have the top memes of 2004. Uh, <laughs> number one, peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time with the little uh, banana. That banana dances. guy. Yeah, yes. that's the first one. That was in January. Uh, this is all in chronological order, by the way. I did a <laughs> lot of research on this. It was really fun. Um, the Badger song was released that year. Badgers, Badgers, with, Badgers, ba- Badgers, ba- Badgers, Badgers. With Mushroom, mushroom right, is the bridge. Mushroom, yeah. Yes. Uh, Homestyle 1 was. Uh, uh, well, we. Okay, well, that's good. That's a good. That was a good one. As was Star yeah. Wars Kid. Do you remember that video of that kid? With the lightsaber? With the lightsaber, that was... Yeah, we, uh, yeah immortalized in Arrested Development. Correct. With um, uh, Michael Sarah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the phrase, I for one welcome our insect overlords, started in 2004, and it never fucking died. Well, it, it's originally from an episode of The Simpsons from much earlier. It's, it's, um, it's from the episode where Homer goes into space. Okay. Yeah, in like the mid '90s, and the ants uh, get out of the ant farm, and they get into the they get in front of the camera, and Kent Brockman, the newscaster, thinks that the ants they're giant ant aliens, and so he immediately pivots on the air. He's like, "And I, for one, welcome our insect overlords." Ah, I see, I see. Okay. So in a way, it's even more enduring than you thought. What would I do without you? Is the real question. I wouldn't have known that. Um, this pod, I tell you what, this podcast would have a lot more positive view of fucking Shark Tale without me. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to continue because there's more uh lemon party came out that year oh okay great look it up yeah look it up because i don't want to explain it uh (laughs) alignment charts were created you know where like on the top on the what is it the x-axis it says like edgy depressed whatever and yeah you know all that stuff and then the y-axis and then you find your square those came out that year uh my personal favorite my spoon is too big from Don Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld. Yes. I love Don Hertzfeld. Uh, that was a really great year. If you haven't seen any Don Hertzfeld, you need to watch uh, World of Tomorrow. It's World of Tomorrow, incredible. you will cry your fucking eyes out. Yeah, it's great. Um, Potter yeah. Puppet Pals came out that year, as did America Fuck Yeah. And some <laughs> of the first SpongeBob SquarePants memes came out at the end of 2004. So we were busy on the internet. And uh, that, we were also busy watching uh, Shark Tale. Watching Shark Tale. Shark Tale and Shark 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, Don, Don, just turn like turn this off and go rent World of Tomorrow or yeah, something. Yeah, it's but so good. There's three parts so, to it, and, you know, you obviously so have to good. watch it in order, but it's worth <laughs> it's worth the rental fee. Yes. Um, in any event, um, those are good memes, Nadia. Thanks. Uh, I'll be honest. There's some there's some ones there that I remember very fondly. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the entire year uh, is blighted by the presence of this film. And so uh, I want to I want to talk about uh, the company that produced this film, uh, DreamWorks SKG. Okay, I have uh, to say something first and foremost. Yes. I don't want to say anything too general in case they hire me someday, <laughs> but I was, I did interview for a job as a production assistant and I was not hired. So I am not on their side today. <laughs> I understand. Um, so DreamWorks, if you're listening, uh, hire everything me, that, hire me yeah. for talent, not for a production assistant. Yeah. Everything you're about to hear will be my opinion, <laughs> not Nadia's, uh, DreamWorks SKG, the S uh, stands for Spielberg, the G stands for Geffen, but the K is what we're going to be focusing on today because that stands for Katzenberg. 
uh, and uh, that is the name of one of the co-founders of the company, Jeffrey Katzenberg, the Queen of Quibi himself. The uh, Queen? The Queen of Quibi, yes. Uh, so uh, Katzenberg, <laughs> Katzenberg's main claim to fame is he was a producer at Disney during the second golden age of animation. So The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin, and The Lion King, those all came out under his watch. And obviously were great films and massive successes. Uh, It's possible that some of those films were successful in spite of him rather than because of him, (laughs) uh, because famously Katzenberg's note on The Little Mermaid was, you should cut the song part of your world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. uh, Katzenberg, uh, I don't think there's a single person who has worked with him that hasn't said he's a huge asshole <laughs> and a petty tyrant. Um, he would, you know, one of the, the anecdotes about him is when he would get into the office, he would walk around to the other cars at the parking lot at Disney and feel the hoods to see if they were still warm. Are you serious? To see, like, yeah, who had gotten in way earlier than him and who hadn't. Fuck this um, capitalist. What an ass. Yeah. And he really, really loved casting big celebrity voices which was not a thing disney was super into yeah uh when he came on because disney so was of... doing more broadway stars yes. which i think lend to movies being better from yeah. back then just saying yeah i mean can you name a second movie paige o'hara was in probably not <laughs> but she was a really good bell yeah she was <laughs> and uh uh but kind of the first big get under katzenberg was robin williams uh, in Aladdin, um, and uh, you, know, you can look this stuff up. There, there's reporting on it, but Robin Williams really didn't like that he was being used, like in all the marketing materials and advertising for Aladdin, um, and uh, had kind of a falling out with Katzenberg. And it, it, essentially, where it all got to was Katzenberg uh, went off with Spielberg and Geffen to found DreamWorks. They started making animated films. Their first animated film was a movie called Ants, where they actually. <laughs> pulled the production schedule up because they saw that Disney and Pixar were releasing A Bug's Life, which was a movie about ants with Kevin Spacey in it, and they said, we need to get our fucking movie with a sex criminal about ants (laughs) out. Their sex criminal was Woody Allen. And so (laughs) they made that movie, and then they made Shrek, and Shrek was like the biggest fucking movie in the world, and it's just all... This, this is basically the movie Katzenberg wanted to make with uh, with all the Disney shackles off of him. So it's all big celebrity casting. It's uh, the, the jokes are basically bifurcated into fart jokes for the kids and winking pop culture references for the grownups. Uh, and then, uh, you know, references to shit like Seinfeld or The Matrix or just like lowest common denominator, like whatever the thing the most people will recognize is. Uh, and then, uh, and the, the, the other, uh, part of this is there were a lot of, like, just send-ups of Disney movies, of the movies Katzenberg used to make. You know, Shrek has the friggin' transformation scene at the end, just like Beauty and the Beast, only, uh, it's, it's Fiona transforming into an ogre. Like, it's, it's meant to be, like, a, a little fuck you to Disney. Um, so Katzenberg is an executive producer on Shark Tale, as well um this is after dreamworks has now had several like massive hits um they are coasting on uh the shrek money and (laughs) shark tale is the nihilistic end step of 
where all this is leading. So just casting the biggest names you can find to basically play themselves and, more importantly, play fish who look like themselves. Right. That was scary a little bit. Yeah. And and the the my first note on this film is this is animation wise grotesque. This <laughs> it's not is, great. Well, uh, this is horrifying. DreamWorks also had um, the Prince of the Prince of Egypt as one of its yes. films that I love. Okay, so apparently animators who were working on the Prince of Egypt would get punished by Katzenberg. Um, for not completing projects on time or doing something wrong. And so they would he would send them to work on Shrek. And so Shrek was considered <laughs> the punishment project at DreamWorks and ended up being their, one of their biggest hits. So, Fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, it's pretty well known that he was very difficult to work for, but I didn't know about the, you know, the car hood thing. I knew about the yeah. punishment project, the Shrek project. <laughs> Uh, what an interesting way to manage. Yeah, it's, look. <laughs> but but it gets you this. He do, He's like, I'm going to make this workplace a living hell so we can have Shark Tale out. Yeah. Like, that's, so we can have Renee Zellweger as, like, a squinty fish. She, and then. <laughs> and Angel, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie with her giant lips. And Angelina Jolie as a fish with huge DSLs. No. Just. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say but they it, but drew, I, I held back. They drew the most fuckable fish. Yeah, she's hot. For, she is a hot for fish. For Angelina Jolie. She is voice. a sexy fish. Uh, she just, and it's just, and I, I get like every fucking scene in this movie is like angelina jolie walks in oh and then i guess gold digger not the real gold digger but gold digger by ludicrous <laughs> starts to play yep uh and so she dances to that no dialogue like a full minute full minute of that <laughs> while this other grotesque fish fish oscar who is like is drawn to look like Will Smith's face and uh, wear like a big like fish fling, is uh, <laughs> like just staring open mouthed at her. And then it's just like on the nose music cues, a lot of fish puns. And actually, I like the fish puns. The fish puns uh, were great. And, <laughs> uh, shell phones, prawn shop, scallop pole. Um, but then also like taxi fish who scream in like indian like desi accents yeah and then there's two jellyfish who because jellyfish tentacles look like dreadlocks they're voiced by ziggy marley and dougie doug and whenever they fucking uh come on the screen like every little thing is gonna be all right starts playing and they're like yeah man what's up oscar you know oh, it's it just... it's the more you describe it the more i sound bad for not hating it i just the, like and it's all i'm sorry one more thing and then we can get into the movie but just fucking like this we'll get into this at the review because because the review talks about this a little bit but like this film and bringing down the house came out uh a year apart and both of these films kind of start from the premise that black culture is just funny by itself like <laughs> The, the climax of bringing down the house is when Steve Martin dresses in a throwback jersey and starts saying, hey, yo, what's the dealio to guys in the club? <laughs> and, like, this film starts with Oscar the Fish, like, doing an MTV Cribs episode uh, in his head. Um, and it's it's just, 
it's just awful to watch. It's awful to watch. This is 2004. This wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I... I I don't know how to feel. Because it was entertaining. <laughs> I was entertained. This Oh, no. Maybe I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, so should we... Should we... Uh... Should we start with uh, like the 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 details of the film? I mean, sure. I <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so begins <clears throat> the shot of a worm falling in the ocean, like on a hook. Yeah. Oh and yeah, because the little boy that sits in the moon was fishing. Yeah, it's a little DreamWorks, uh, little DreamWorks joke there. Um, and so. Uh, we hear the Jaws theme because a shark swims up, and the music the music cue has to be on the fucking nose, or what are we even doing? Sure. I mean, it's a Spielberg-produced uh, movie, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, his, his name's on it. That's true. Yeah. Um, he has to do a little the... nod to himself. You know that something is not going to be great when the person references themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Let's be that's, real. That's actually that's a very good point. Um, and there's a, there's a, I'm, well, I'm sure you noticed it too. There's a reference like kind of in the middle of this film to Jerry Maguire. Yes. And they cut to the Renee Zellweger fish. Yeah. And I was it. like, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ray, Renee Zellweger squinty fish. Um, and so <laughs> we have, we meet Lenny. He's a shark voiced by Jack Black. Yeah. He's not like the other sharks. No, he's different. Uh, he's a vegetarian. He's a vegetarian. And then uh, we uh, uh, he frees the worm, like, secretly, and then we meet his other meat-eating shark family, who are all Italian. Uh, Robert, <laughs> yes. Robert De Niro as the father. His brother uh, is played by Michael Imperioli, who, of course, was on The Sopranos playing maybe the single greatest television character of all time, aspiring screenwriter Christopher Moltisanti. And... Uh, you know, we just kind of see this this family tension that I guess will get picked up once or twice more. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty vague, but uh, there is a certain expectation of Lenny that he has to be a killer. He's a great white shark. You know, yeah. he, he has to uh, follow in the family's footsteps. The classic mafia <laughs> story. <laughs> but But he's different. They treat... Okay, this is one thing that bothered me, is they treat throughout the film, they as if they treat italians as criminals yeah no they treat lenny as if he's gay yes but he's a yeah. vegetarian yes yes like all of the all of the stereotypes and the cliches of people assuming the worst it always leans to him being possibly gay but th yeah. it's that's just the undertone but he's yeah, just him. a vegetarian right him being a vegetarian uh, somehow gets connected to he's not masculine yeah uh which is first of all weird fucking thing to say about a shark yeah and <laughs> yeah did you notice that his teeth were less sharp than the other sharks animation wise i i did not no yeah well uh, he's an herbivore oh okay, that makes sense okay you know what i take it back this movie's good yeah the attention to detail man come on <laughs> <laughs> um so i meet his family and then we cut over to the um the south side reef where uh, local newscaster Katie Current, voiced by <laughs> Katie Couric. She's a uh, pink fish. Because you know how Katie is, Couric is like always like a little too tan? 
<laughs> That's kind of what I took from that. Maybe I watched the movie in a different way. Maybe. <laughs> um, announcing that the sharks were gone, uh, she talks about uh, Muscle Crow, Cod Stewart. Um, there is there is one gag in here that I thought was pretty good, which there's a sushi restaurant, but nobody ever comes in. Oh, yeah. yeah, the chef throws down his knife, and he's the like, dang it. The chef's just pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's a serial killer. So the... <laughs> The point is, this reef has been terrorized by sharks. And its soundtrack um, was shaggy. <laughs> Just by so, the way. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I'm writing down all the music cues because I actually love them. Go on. And so uh, so they're still kind of on high alert, but uh, right now there are no sharks around. And then we meet Oscar, voiced by Will Smith. And to the extent that uh, fish can have a race, um, <laughs> Oscar is black he is a self-described superstar mac daddy fish uh and uh the other small fish uh come over and as he calls them the shorties uh which means a different fucking thing than yeah. what he was saying right uh so, um start razzing him because he's doing an mtv cribs episode in his head but he's actually broke um, and he works at a car wash, and he just is a, just kind of a, a regular, like you said, regular working class fish. He's got no claim to fame. His dad, he works at the car wash because his dad did. He he has big dreams. He wants to do something big. Yeah, and uh, that that idea is introduced by Katie Current, um, who is, who informs everyone. You know, we're still on the lookout for sharks. There was just a shark attack, um, but you know, we are tired of living this way. This is the overall thesis of the movie. We're yes. tired of living this way. That's is, what I'm saying is, as I'm watching this fucking Yeah. Thing. Is there no hero among us? And then it cuts to Will Smith's character. So yeah. we obviously know that he's going to be the big hero of the story because of the way that they edited this so poorly. <laughs> it's it's very obvious. But you know, we have it's to remember obvious. He's this the is, top build actor. We have to remember also that this is for children. And yeah, so, you know, maybe because I still have, maybe because I have not destroyed my inner child the way that you have, (laughs) but I still have my childlike wonder. And so I think I was able to suspend enough disbelief to be entertained. We're going to talk about which jokes are for children in this fucking movie uh, in a minute. Um, Okay. Okay. So he goes to work at the car wash. So it's like a car wash, but it's with whales. Car wash, yeah. They play Working at the Car Wash by Rose Royce. Uh, big Big O is in the house. Big O. Uh, uh, the receptionist is Angie, played by Renelle Zellweger. Zellweger um, and she's in love with him. She's clearly just oh, completely yeah. she's smitten with She's doodling him. her name and his name in a heart with a little plus sign in between. You know what that That's means. how you know. That's, That's how, how you, know. you know. At least she wasn't carving it into a tree. Because yeah. they do that a lot in cartoons. So at least this one was a little different. Um, well, meanwhile, um, we, uh, see Will Smith's boss, Mr. Sykes, who is, uh, Martin Scorsese is a blowfish, uh, who is, uh, paying protection money to the mob, basically. Right. Um, and so he's, he owes Robert De Niro $5,000 or something. He's in Robert De Niro's office talking through it. The Godfather theme is playing in the background, but then the record skips and it plays Baby Got Back for a second. (laughs) Really? You loved that? I thought it you loved was so you thought that funny. was great? I thought I didn't expect it. Tony, come on. 
That is funny. Okay, the other thing that I, I thought was very funny was that Scorsese and De Niro obviously, like, are enjoying the role reversal in their own personal relationship. Because Okay, that's a good be, point. Because De Niro is relishing being the leader guy and being it, able to tell Scorsese what to exactly. do. Exactly. And you can and I just think it's it's what De Niro has always wanted, and that explains why he did this movie. It, it bears mentioning the Martin Scorsese fish and the Robert De Niro fish are the character design is to look like Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. The, Mar- the little puffer fish has big ass eyebrows. Giant eyebrows. And Robert De Niro's got like a mole on the side of his face. Yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, there's an octopus consigliere who is voiced by uh, Vincent Pastore who played uh, Big Pussy Bon Pincero on The Sopranos. Right. Uh, oh, and we, we and I so... have to remind our listeners that this is post Meet the Parents. So this is the best offer De Niro because it takes a couple of years to make a movie. So this is, you know, a couple years after Meet the Parents, he did this in his comedy career. A Co- couple years to make an animated movie. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this uh, is the stuff that he was really excited to, to try and branch out with. When we said Meet the Parents was a turning point in his career, that was his career turning into... The ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater. But again, like, in 2019, he was in a movie where he got to fuck Aubrey Plaza. So, yeah. you know, yeah. who are we to judge? Who are, I mean, I would, <laughs> so. so good for him. Um, yeah, so the, I wrote Sir Mix-a-Lot LOL in my notes. Um, <laughs> and then the best part was when the the octopus says, ha, hey boss, big butts, ha. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, Oscar is kind of the fuck-up employee yeah. at, at the car wash. He, uh, like, what was it? The whale was about to sneeze at some point. He was and about to burp. He, had, he was about to burp and like You're skipping back. around. You're skipping around a lot of stuff because there's not a lot of plot here, so we're there's, missing there's some not. very important plot points. But so I, the I reason... did write down I did write down when the whale burped, Will Smith uh decided to grab onto that dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so so what we missed here, Scorsese is in De Niro's office because uh, he, you know, he's he's tied to him. You know, he's like right. he, 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 it's a protection racket. R- yeah. Right, right. So he's just there, and he ends up making fun of Lenny, who is Jack Black, the Jack Black shark, mm, mm. because Lenny is vegetarian. So the, he was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to be around forever. My sons are going to take over. Scorsese is like, what? Your sons? Z? That's two? Lenny? No, no, no. And he starts kind of giggling about it. So then De Niro is like, look, now you're going to be paying me. I am not going to protect you anymore. And that is why Scorsese needs to get money out of Will Smith. And as it turns out, Will Smith owes money uh, to Martin Scorsese. Clams. Clams. Owes him 5,000 clams, which is the unit of currency in the scene. (laughs) Um, I really am he, bummed out that fish have a, you know, like a, a treasury. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> that they, they've also developed a cash economy. Yeah, it really, really nexus. bums me out. It bums yeah. me out. <laughs> uh, Marks failed to foresee advancements in fish. Anyways, <laughs> uh, there is one scene where 
So, so basically, Scorsese calls Oscar into his office. He's like, look, I'm calling in the 5K you owe me. Oscar's like, uh, hey, man, we're cool, right? And then he tries to do a cool handshake, and he's like, oh, that's all right. A lot of whitefish can't do this handshake. Uh, and Sykes is like, get me five grand in 24 hours so I can cover the fucking protection. Or else um, you're dead. Or else. Because yeah. Or else, two yeah, my Jamaican, yeah. <laughs> my Jamaican jellyfish. One of, like, playing horrible stereotypes of of jamaican people and one of them's like fucking ziggy marley yeah, like <laughs> that that is a little questionable um but the thing is is uh these guys are very powerful because of their tentacles or their yeah. dreads I yes guess. and or, uh now okay now i'm changing my mind and uh they are basically the hitmen that will take care yeah. oscar t- man you better get those five thousand clams oh you gotta cut that <laughs> You better cut that. <laughs> Don't cut that. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm leaving it in. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so so Oscar is in dire straits. He has to get 5,000 clams. He really wanted to borrow clams from Scorsese Puffer Fish Man, but obviously fucking can't. So he goes to the one person in his life that he can always count on, who is a simp, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger Fish. Yeah. Squinty-eyed <laughs> fish. Who still who still simps for him? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, no problem. Let me give you this heirloom pearl from my grandmother. Okay, that is another uh, part of the movie. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie is a problem for me, but towards the end, I'm fine with it. But she is a another character, another female character that is in <laughs> love with a shitty man again. The, this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. It does not. And she's in love with a shitty man who treats her terribly and then gives him basically a fortune in a family heirloom yeah. for yeah. like in exchange for nothing. She for is, nothing. She's an, a selfless woman, which is an unrealistic character. And I hate that children see this. That is yeah. that is the one part that made me very upset. Well, the rest well, is fine. well. Who's winning the Shark Tale debate now? <laughs> Just wait. It gets cute, though, because Jack uh, Black is so good. Okay, we got a scene in an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Uh, oh. And, How? So. This is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> this scene? I don't know how they made this for children. I was so, like, nervous the whole time. I felt like, because I don't watch mafia movies. They scare the shit out of me. I tried to watch Casino. And then that part yeah. where Joe Pesci beats the guy with his, with the phone receiver, I had to turn it off. So oh, when, Joe Pesci's so good. He's so uh, good. What <laughs> am I, a clown to you? Which they reference in this. Um, so, so, oh my fucking God. They're sitting at a restaurant. Lenny's getting all kinds of shit for being a vegetarian. And a, a gay vegetarian. A gay vegetarian. And then they, they bring in a shrimp cocktail. Bro, those shrimp are alive. They're alive shrimp. They are which alive. makes sense. They are underwater. Yeah, and they are begging for their lives, which I'm assuming is a reference to any movie where an Italian man is a murderer, <laughs> and they, they have someone that they have to, what is it, whack? I don't yes. know. But this shrimp goes on. I'm gonna say a three minute monologue. Pages of screenplay. <laughs> Pages. Talking about how he had to take over a baby shrimp that his brother left behind because his brother got eaten. And the baby shrimp doesn't have any arms or legs, so he's just a stump. And it's horrible. If you can find that clip on YouTube, it is that is a 
definitely worth your time. That is definitely yeah, worth and your time. and also the shrimp, just like everything else in this film, the animation on the shrimp is terrifying. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's every, so gross. Everything's out of proportion. It is grotesque. Um, there is no other word for it. But basically, Lenny frees all the shrimp. Um, yeah, he, like shoves them out the window of the restaurant and says, "You're free now," and that just pisses his dad and his brother off more. Yeah, um, yeah, because you know he's vegetarian right you know? um are you making like a gay hand gesture yeah yeah say, okay not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that is what they <laughs> would say at the table is what they would say at the table because that's a reference people get uh yeah that one's that one's for the grown-ups um hey look and so there's the i don't know where this movie exists i mean where this like universe exists because they have access to music from land don't understand how that happens <laughs> they also have access to a lot of movie references like where did they, do they watch movies somehow yeah yeah will smith's character has seen gladiator like, <laughs> in, in this movie yeah so they also have access to methods of marketing and advertisements like how did this they can they can broadcast the news on television. Yeah. Okay, you think that watching Finding Nemo tells you anything about the ocean? No, 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 no. You got to watch Shark Tale because they actually know what it's like. <laughs> they tell you the fucking truth. It's very westernized down there. Um, we we are we cut to Oscar. He is on his way to meet Sykes. He's got the envelope full of $5,000. He's Clams. meeting Sykes. Clams, thank you. <laughs> He's meeting Sykes at the track. So, this is Similar to the scene at minute 105 in Uncut Gems, uh, Oscar has now received the amount of money that is going to fix his problems. Exactly. And also, a track exists here. <laughs> but also, he says to Kevin Garnett, let's fucking bet on it. Uh, so he overhears um, some people talking about a fixed race uh, at the track. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they're like, lucky day, the seahorse is going to win. It's fixed. He's going to win. It's a sure thing. He pays 200 to 1. So Will Smith, who again, you just drop off the envelope, go about his day. Everything's going to be great. Paying with money his girlfriend gave him asking, n- not his girlfriend. His, his friend. His, he friend zoned her. friend zone. He <laughs> friend zones her in that scene. That's right. Yeah. She, he's, he says, you're my best friend. And she visually Just starts grabbing her heart. in the heart. Dagger <laughs> in the heart. Um, okay. Can just drop it off. That's it. But instead, he's like, sure thing, huh? So he goes to the window. He's like, I want fucking lucky day to win. I want lucky day at halftime. I want lucky day points. I want lucky day rebounds. I want lucky day to get the tip at the beginning. And so. Yeah. And have, so that have, will yeah. equal a million clams. Million clams. And as he places this huge bet. Somebody takes notice. It's Lola. a hot and sexy fish. The fuckable fish. She has dick sucking lips. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like like I don't want to be gross about this. We can. But, but those lips will hoover the cum out of the fish balls. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Don't say so, that about Lola. Don't say uh, so, that about Lola. So 
like everyone else in this film, the character design on Lola, like, went two notches too far in trying <laughs> to look like the actor. Yeah, so she's got the beautiful lips. She's got the uh, winged... Everyone knows about Angelina Jolie's tattooed eyeliner. So she's got the yes. tattooed eyeliner on. Yes, yeah, uh, she's got the wings, yes. Yeah, she's also got va va voom titties for days, homie. She's... She's curvy. Like, she's just as the fish. It's insane. It's insane that they made this. <laughs> it's for the adults. You know yeah. that there's You know that there's people out there on Pornhub that are, like, searching Lola the fish. Insane deviant art hits, <laughs> I am assuming, on Lola the fish. Why didn't this, you Google that, dude? I'm not going to fucking go to deviant art for that. So, okay. I, Okay. If I find anything good, I'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah, please do. Here's here's my question for you. Who do you think has more deviant art hits? Uh, Lola Fish uh-huh. from Shark Tale. Her or, last name is Fish. Or Lola Bunny, the sexy bunny oh, from, Space, from Jam? Space Jam. Yeah. Oh, good question. Because um, I, I th- feel like Shark Tale, I think, made more money, amazingly. But I feel like Space Jam has endured uh, his last the test of time. Yeah, but I think that uh, Lola is a little too um, free of a woman. <laughs> She's too free of a woman, and it's I hard, think. Yeah. And but but Lola Fish is. Uh, she says even she says it deep down. I am very superficial. Is her line. <laughs> so you know she doesn't have a lot going. We for don't. Her. We don't have time to establish character. Just no, have no. her say it. Yeah. So she's like super. You know, she's superficial. I feel like men are attracted to women who would treat them badly, and I don't think Lola Bunny would treat anyone badly. You see how well she treats bugs. Yes, that's so, true. So I think it's gonna be the dick sucking fish. <laughs> so. Uh, this so is, this needs so many trigger warnings. She she, uh, she notices him because she notices him placed in the huge bed. She's like, oh, that fish must be rich and famous, which Oscar is not, but he's always wanted to be. Yeah. What kind of message is that to send to kids, by the way? Well, I think they try to self-correct, but, um, but they don't. Um, <laughs> and, and so uh, in, in any event, so she's like, I'm super horny for you because mm-hmm. you're rich and you're powerful. Um, and, and so she, it, 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 so now Oscar's like also horny. He's like, oh, now I, I'm about to win a million clams. I'm super horny for this hot, sexy fish. And I'm not <laughs> attached. I'm not attached to anyone because, right. you know, Renee Zellweger knows that we're just friends. I told her that. Yeah. And then he the wants to hit season. Lola's clam. I want to hit Lola's clam. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, God. She's like, she's like, I'm so wet. And you're like, yeah, everybody is. It's the fucking ocean, ocean. bitch. It's in the fucking ocean. Uh, anyways. Oh, uh, here, here's, here's the thing. So, uh, you know, Will Smith, Will Smith has placed his bet. He's like, do you want to win by one point? You want to win by 30 fucking points? Like it's full uncut gems at this point. And much like that scene in uncut gems, you get this feeling like, I don't think everything's going to work out. No. Uh, <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. Uh, lucky day trips and falls like right before the finish line so even though will smith and martin scorsese are celebrating because they're about to make a ton of money they're singing the theme song to the jeffersons as the race (laughs) is going on uh lucky day trips uh loses the race 
uh, Will Smith is out the 5,000 clams. Oh, shit, man. What is Will Smith going to do? What is he going to do? So Martin Scorsese is like, great. Um, my two Jamaican henchmen are going to torture you to death uh, out in the middle of the open ocean. Yeah. Bye. And so uh, Oscar is tied up with some kelp <laughs> and is getting jostled around by these jellyfish and getting zipped and zapped and very he's very very close to being dead when lenny and frankie the two sharks one of them being the vegetarian uh are swimming up and lenny is really trying to like amp himself up because he needs to kill something in order to be part of the family like we all know is the initiation for the mafia so (laughs) So there, he's like pumping himself up. His brother's pumping him up while Will Smith is getting tortured. But the jellyfish spot the sharks and they're like, oh, fuck. And they leave Oscar to die, yeah. which I think is w- worse <laughs> than, than the torture. Yeah. But. But. Twist. Lenny uh, is a vegetarian. Is a vegetarian, and also an anchor comes in out of nowhere and hits Frankie in the head and kills him. Yeah, where did that come from? I was really not expecting to watch him die in this children's movie. <laughs> he was like, I'm so cold. But yeah, I'm so cold. And Lenny's like, well, yeah, we're at the bottom of the ocean. And we're That's cold just because we're cold-blooded. <laughs> um, that joke is a real joke in the film. Angelina saying, Angelina saying, I'm so wet, doesn't actually happen. No, 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 no. That's, that's our disgusting That's our joke. joke. Um, so, uh, so, so anyways, yeah. uh, you see the life drain out of Frankie's eyes. Super sad. Super sad. And uh, and then the jellyfish come back, and they're like, holy shit, Oscar, did you just kill a shark? And Oscar's like, uh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what he's going to parlay into his fame and fortune. And for- fuckability. And fuckability. Um, so he becomes the first fish ever to take on a shark and win. And so Katie Current is interviewing him, like, are you protector of the reef now? Angelina Jolie is watching. She's like, oh, I'm still so wet. Uh." And uh, Scorsese is is like, I'm going to be his manager. Um, And uh, and so they, uh, so, so immediately, like, his fortune turns around. He starts getting endorsement deals. He's doing ads. He's, he's this beloved hero in the community based on a lie that he's telling that he killed this shark who just died in an accident. Yeah, so he was on the cover of the following magazines. <laughs> Finn, FQ. Finn stands for spin. FQ for GQ. Fathom. I forgot what that was for. Uh, floating. Modern Fry. News Reef, like Newsweek. Pisces, which is in the people font. Uh, <laughs> teen Fish. And he was a spokesperson for uh, Coral Cola, Fish King. And a hemorrhoid ointment. <laughs> There's so much consumerism uh, in this. So he hits. He also he's in a Gap ad, but it's a Gup ad. Oh right, forgot about that. Um, so he hits big. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we see a shark funeral, which is a fucking Latin mass. How <laughs> was that? Was so fucking dark, dude. That was so dark. Okay, so they have a coffin. They it's not yeah. a coffin. It's a Wait, box. For, first for of a all. Shark. <laughs> 
And then they have pallbearers, which are the other <laughs> sharks. And then they throw him into a ravine. But because he's dead, he fucking floated. <laughs> it was so fucking dark. And again, they're saying the actual Requiem Mass at this. Like, <laughs> like the sharks are Catholic. It's so How do you not like this? The sharks are Catholic, and then they, uh, then they uh, sing "We Wing Beneath My Wings." Uh, also, um, at the at the after, you know that you know how they do the dinner after the funeral. Like yeah. I've been to Italian funerals. That's actually real. I like uh, the accent so, that you just put on to tell us about that. <laughs> that was pretty and good. So, and so you know uh, they're all talking at the dinner, and uh, and they're like, "We got to do something about this shark slayer." Yeah. We're hearing news that there's a fish out here killing sharks. Oscar gets a new apartment. Uh, in the, he's got a fancy penthouse, top floor. He's throwing a party where everybody's dancing, uh, and says, raise the reef. Uh, (laughs) yeah. And then his friend Angie comes to visit. Yeah. And, uh, he friend zones her twice. Um, (laughs) Friend zones her again. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, she brought him a gift, which was a lava lamp. It was a small one. She's like, every bachelor pad needs one of these. And he sets it down next to a giant lava lamp. And you know what they say about fish with giant lava lamps? Uh, he he gives her a small box, and she thinks it's an engagement ring, which is I don't insane. Know. Why would it? He he always calls her his friend. Why would she expect that to be an engagement ring? Insane that she would think that. Also insane that the tradition of the engagement ring made its way into the fish kingdom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, like, understand that all of my critiques of this film hold up if it was a film about humans, but it's a film about motherfucking fish. It's fish, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is that he lives at the top of the of the of the reef, which is this huge, huge building, and he lives in the penthouse. And for some reason, he can't swim up there. He has to take an elevator. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then he has to, like, open doors and stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyways. <laughs> so he doesn't propose to her because he friend zones her. Yeah. And, and then, and then, the world's most fuckable fish. Bow, Lola. Bow, now. Comes in and she's like, oh, am I interrupting? Or can I suck your fish, dude? <laughs> and so, he. And so he gets his fish dick sucked on camera. Well, <laughs> no, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he, he, um. But but basically he like abandons the Renee Zellweger. Oh, she is heartbroken. Breaks her heart. Heartbroken. But the party gets interrupted too because as it turns out, another shark has just shown up in the South Side Reef, and in a completely foreseeable turn of events, he's like, "Oh shit! I guess everyone thinks I have to go kill this shark now." Yeah, yeah. So he makes his way to his doom, basically. Goes out yeah. to the very edge of the reef where this city is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, sees a couple of sharks and is hiding and yeah. real and finds someone we do not expect to see. Lenny the shark. Lenny the Le- shark. Lenny's hiding from his family. He actually wasn't at the funeral for his brother because he is in hiding. 
Yeah. Uh, everyone thinks that Lenny in the mob, everyone in the mob thinks that Lenny's been kidnapped or is lost in some way, but he really is just hiding out because he doesn't want to go back to his out, family. Out of shame. Yeah. yeah. So he can't be with the sharks. Oscar needs to pretend to kill a shark. So I mean, turns out, yeah, they have a win-win type situation here. So the, the storyline, I mean... I think this is around the point in the film where I wrote, like, this movie seems boring and I don't care about it. But uh, the storyline is Lenny's going to crash at Oscar's place, but also they're going to have a fake fight <laughs> in, in the middle of the city later on so that Oscar can burnish his shark slayer cred. Right, um, right. So, so... There's a music cue here that I loved, which was a Justin Timberlake song. Uh, Jack Black is trying to exp- – he has the most dialogue in this section than any other part of the movie and cannot hold his Italian accent, <laughs> which I loved. Yeah, he is at, – at no point did I consider him convincing as a mobster. Right. And he – they obviously have a win-win situation, but Jack Black does blackmail – oscar a little bit into uh helping him out because he could he could very easily tell the truth he actually knows yes. what happened yes he knows what happened to the dead shark yeah yeah his, yeah, yeah his brother yeah so yeah. so oscar's like all right let me stash you away at the car wash and you know i'm gonna come up with a plan we're gonna figure out what to do so they make their way loudly through the city which is a whole scene in itself <laughs> <laughs> patrolled by like like black and white fish tortoise cops no not a tortoise um what are they called a porpoise <laughs> a porpoise yes uh black and white porpoises who are cops uh, fuck the porpoise and... yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's just like oh my god i really wish uh, that they had referenced that song fuck, fuck the porpoises instead of the instead it's of really the JT good. song <laughs> it's really good uh, um but anyways so he he is bringing lenny back to his apartment also there's a scene in here where he no, goes he up it's oh, sorry. sorry go ahead no no I, he doesn't take him back to his apartment because he's too high up and they would have to take the elevator with the shark he takes right. him to the car wash that's right that's yeah. right keeps the him in the whale wash. wash the whale wash and then oscar goes back to his apartment because right. this scene i wrote down and lola the fuck fish is still there <laughs> yeah she's waiting to fuck she but like she she basically fucking puts out yeah starts giving him a back rub it's the most disgusting thing i have seen in animation ever yeah i don't know why Angel angelina would do something like this because she's attracted to power <laughs> <laughs> no not the fish i mean the actress with this job <laughs> oh no i don't know why she took the role no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 he's just not is this when he's not in the mood he, he's not in the mood yeah. yeah he's somehow not horny at this point yeah he had he had a whole thing going on with the shark and blackmail yeah. and figuring all that out and he's like i i can't do this yeah so, in any event, he kicks her out. Then we have the fake fight, right? Oh, doesn't Angie find Lenny now before the fight? Okay, so so it's the, the day of the fight, and Oscar goes to check on Lenny, but fucking Angie found Lenny 
and is yes. like apparently best friends with him now because every gay needs a girl best friend. <laughs> right? In a movie like this? <laughs> And so she's like, what the fuck is going on? Lenny just told me the truth. You're not an actual shark slayer. You've been lying to everyone. But most importantly, you've been lying to me. Because she thinks for some reason he thinks she's important. Don't know about that. And he's like, look, don't take it personally. I lied to everybody. And she says, you have to tell everybody the truth. And neither Lenny nor Oscar want to tell the truth. Because then Lenny has to go back to his mob family and be, you know, constantly ridiculed. And Oscar's just going to have to go back to be a working class guy, which for some reason is the worst thing ever. Nobody loved me when I was nobody. And then uh, he says that same level of gravitas as how come he don't want me, man, from Fresh Prince. Uh, And Renee Zellweger... (laughs) Uh, Renee Zellweger is like, I did before the money, before the fame, before the lie. Now you're nothing but a fake. You're a joke. Uh, and that is the same, uh, gravitas as, uh, like when Renee Zellweger breaks up with Chris O'Donnell in the restaurant scene in The Bachelor. Uh, and so, uh, in any event, uh, they have the fake fight. Yeah. Um, and so it's just real dumb, um... But at the at the uh, at the climax of the fight, Will Smith yells, "Are you not entertained?" Which is from Gladiator. So uh, th- that movie exists in this universe. In this universe, then he yells, "You can't handle the truth." So Aaron Sorkin and a few good men also exist in this universe. <laughs> that uh, means somebody. There must be some sort that, of show called The West Reef. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, uh, uh, what's what, what would it be? It's like Studio sixty on the on the like uh, <laughs> fuck uh, on the seabed on the seabed on the seabed strip or something. God damn it. Um, uh, anyways, and then he yells, uh, "You had me at hello," which obviously so Cameron Crowe also exists in this yeah, world. Yeah, and then they cut to Squinty Renee Zellweger fish, and she gives like a look of like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, so that yeah. joke, that one's for the parents, folks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so this uh, fight goes poorly for Lenny. They've rehearsed it obviously so that he, he could Oscar could look great. Lenny could look obviously stupid, uh, and then Lenny accidentally catches Oscar in his mouth, and everyone is worried that he's been eaten but no 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 oscar just opens his mouth very slowly like a that is when he says are you not entertained and then uh lenny is thrown out of the reef forever yeah and he is forever the shark slayer yeah um and then uh, what do i have next i have he tried like like lola kisses him on camera that happens at some point yeah so now everybody knows they they fuck yeah she um yeah just god just ah. it would have this movie would have been better if it had a sex scene if if they just if they just showed if as as disgusting as this animation is just go all in and just show like full penetration no Uh. tony oh my god that's for that's what the deviant art's about Um, um okay wait so i I have a, a pitch for this movie. I think at this point, uh, Don Lino, a.k.a. Robert De Niro, is pissed off because now mm-hmm. the Shark Slayer has killed both of his sons. So I yes. think a missed opportunity would have been 
him having a, a seahorse head in his bed. In his bed. That would have actually, honestly, that would have been hilarious. I think that they would have traumatized so many children. Or like, but... what if he had like a third son and that son like was at a toll booth about to, <laughs> about to come back home. And then all of a sudden a bunch of guys come out of the toll booth with machine guns as he's trying to get change uh, and uh, murder him. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> But no, it doesn't go that way. Uh, there's just another party where everyone's fish fucking each other. Lola, yeah, but he, tr- he tries to dump Lola at some point, right? He, you know, he realizes that, you know, Angie actually liked him. She really liked him before he got the fuckability and the hotness and the fame and the yeah. money. But Lola just wants to fuck because she wants his fame and money. And so yeah. he wants to dump her and she actually starts beating the shit out of yeah him. it turns out not only is she a super ultra fuckable fish she's a psycho bitch yeah and she's abusive and is throwing him against the glass doors and scorsese and everyone are looking at this fish getting fucked up outside and is like aha young love horrible message to send horrible, to children horrible message not okay for a partner to treat you that way kids and look look we're not going to kink shame on this podcast. Now, if your thing <laughs> is you want your ladyfish to slap you around, um, and if you consent to that yeah. with your partner, great. It's all about but communication. Os- Oscar did not consent to that. No, 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 no. They did uh, not communicate well. So, uh, unfortunately, Oscar's bummed out. Now he has no women. He has, he has no clam of his own. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, and Renee Zellweger gets kidnapped by the mob at this point. Yeah, right? they hold her hostage. Yeah. Um. So the mob captures Renee Zellweger fish. They did. They uh, they did it in a very mafia way. So he answers the phone at the car wash where she usually yes. is, and they say, "Open a drawer. You'll find a crisp. A, what is it? A coral cream. Let's just Krispy Kreme bag. And yeah. inside, you're gonna find something. And he opens it, and it's that pearl that mm-hmm. her grandmother gave. And he, they were like, "We got you, girl." Yeah, so this is, and Vincent Pastore, the octopus, is doing the call. And there are actually two funny lines in this call with the mob. So Vincent funny. Pest, Vincent Pastore says, she'll be sleeping with the fishes, uh, the dead ones. <laughs> and then the other good line is like, now if you understand me, nod. Okay, now say whether you nodded. <laughs> yeah, see, it's not all bad. There were funny things. No, those are the two funny things. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> so uh, they go to the sit-down with the mob. Like, Oscar comes. He brings Lenny with him. Lenny is disguised as a dolphin. Uh, yeah, so, he painted himself blue, and he put some rubber bands over his nose. Yeah, and he, he covered his gills with a bandana. Exactly. Uh, so they go uh, for a sit-down with, uh, with the five families here. Is a sit-down like a, a yeah, real that's thing? Yeah, that's a mob thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so... Um, but the, everybody's scared of the shark slayer. All the sharks Every, that are there are fucking freaked. Everybody's scared of the shark slayer. Um, Angelina Jolie shows up. She's the one who gave Renee up to the mob. Um, Bitch. And also, when she enters the scene, you can hear, I think it's 80 yard in, but you can hear one shark say, Maroon, if I wasn't married. Yes! It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I loved that. um so basically there's a bluff where lenny is the fake dolphin eats renee uh oscar hammer dances a little bit yeah Uh, he he just talks too fucking much 
Which yeah. is the, it, it's a callback to the beginning of the movie that he is just always talking. He's always getting him, his mouth is, get, his mouth is writing checks he cannot cash. Yeah. His fins uh, can't cash. <laughs> his fish ass can't catch, cash. Um, so the ruse falls apart. They figure out who Lenny is. There's like a fight. There's a chase scene. I don't care about any of it. A shrimp comes to get his revenge. Yes, I loved that part. I wrote the shrimp with like 400 exclamation points. So De Niro starts chasing them all out of the of the ship. So they're on this like giant ship is where the, yeah. the mob hangs out. And, and uh, Oscar goes out through the porthole, but De Niro can't fit through the port- porthole. And then the shrimp come out and they like, all of his little shrimp friends come out to attack De Niro mm. shark. And they, it, it's kind of fucked up. What is uh, what does the shrimp say, Nadia? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, let me check. Oh, it's the classic line from Scarface. Say hello to my little friends. All right. <laughs> His little friends are shrimp. <laughs> I love it. So the chase continues uh, to the whale wash. Um, I don't I, like. I just. I literally wrote. Who gives a shit about this? Uh, but basically, um, Oscar comes clean. He stops the chase by coming clean. He says he's not a real shark slayer. Um, he tells Angie, uh, Angie is the name of the fish who is played by Renee Zellweger. I know that's confusing because Angelina Jolie plays a different fish. Right. He tells Angie, I'm nobody without you. They smooch, which is weird to watch fish do. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, De Niro and Lenny are reunited, um, then I guess we cut to the future where Oscar has somehow become the manager of the car wash. The Wait, Martin you're Scor- skipping so much good stuff. There's so oh. little plot, dude. Okay, There's- well, go go right ahead. Go go just rattle off the good stuff. Okay, so the sharks go through the shark the whale wash and yeah. they both get caught in all of the mechanisms that they use to clean the whales. And they are forced to confront each other and to have a heart-to-heart about how Lenny is a vegetarian and his father will not accept it. And so they're, like, they have a great moment where he's like, I'm sorry that I never made you feel like you were part of the family. I don't care, you know, who you are or what you eat or how you dress, because he was a dolphin earlier. I just love you. And so he agrees to not kill oscar in exchange for the ability to be free to hug his son and they have a beautiful shark hug and there's a beautiful moment of reconciliation that you forgot because you have no heart (laughs) and lenny finally gets what he wants which is just to be accepted by his family yeah come on that's sweet so let me explain what you see right after this (laughs) is you see a blowfish whose character design was deliberately set up to resemble Academy Award-winning director Martin Scorsese. Wearing a pimp hat! Wearing a zebra-striped pimp hat. None of these fucking fish have ever seen a zebra, by the way. (laughs) Wearing a zebra-striped pimp hat and a bling shaped like a whale. Zebra fish, fuck you! Zebra fish! Who says, let's get this party bump bump bumpin'. Uh, and then uh, we get a full choreographed dance number uh, with Missy Elliott as a rapping fish saying, yeah. this is a Shark Tale exclusive. Yes, it is. 
the way she would say this is a Missy Elliott exclusive at the beginning of uh, really any of her tracks. Uh, there's a ludicrous verse, which is deliberately, I think, meant to parody his guest verse on Gossip Folks, the Missy Elliott track. Yeah. Which is a track I like. So, again, this is a desecration of everything that I love. And, and I, Christina Aguilera is a jellyfish. Just contemporaneously. And she can, she can wrote, belt. Wrote down Ugh, this is unbearable. This is a parody of everything. You this know what I wrote? I wrote. This is hell. This is a nightmare. <laughs> I hate everything. Missy Elliott is a rapping fish. Come the fuck on. I hate everything. Dude, where is your sense of joy? How fucking cool is it that Missy Elliott was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be a fish? <laughs> like, think about that phone call. Think Just... about that joy that she felt. Like, I'm going to be in a cartoon and I'm going to be a purple fish. But, like, the, the thing, like, the thing Dude. is, when, when you think of DreamWorks films, like, some of them are actually okay. Like, yeah. I liked, I liked Trek 2, which came out the same year. Um, and Parents of Egypt, because I... Pre- Parents like, of Egypt is very good. I like uh, the soundtrack. I, yeah, I watched it in high school religion class. And so, <laughs> uh, so, but there is this kind of stereotype i think of dreamworks films that they rely too much on stunt casting and they do stupid things like having a bunch of animals dancing to a hip-hop song at the end dude Um, it's fun though and that is what happened here tony 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 we gotta talk bro you gotta (laughs) like lighten up a little bit fish dancing to rap songs it's christina aguilera is a jellyfish how cool is that that is so fucking tight. There's there's like a reference to all of the all of the sharks getting like cool spray paint on their gills. Like one of them is a clown and he references Joe Pesci and he's like, "What am I, a clown? Do I look like a clown to you?" Love that. They 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 probably based this whole movie off of a car wash just so they could use this song at the end cuz it's so joyous. Where's your sense of fun, dude? So I feel like we landed in two different places on this film. <laughs> it's a fun... It's not a good movie. No. <laughs> By any means, it's not a good movie. It's But there are moments where it's fun because I think maybe I'm an adult and I understand it more. But it's like... there. It's funny to think about fish fucking. It's funny to see the Missy Elliott fish. Come on, Tony. It is funny to think about fish fucking. I will concede that. Think about the phone call that Christina Aguilera got where they were like, look, we have a spot on the soundtrack, but not only do you get a track on this soundtrack that is going to be an Oscar-nominated film, because they probably they probably said that. You know they said that. And yeah, of like, course they did. There, we're, were, there, were, there weren't five films. We're going to, Christina, Extina, Extina, babe, we're going to animate you, and you can be whatever sea creature you want. And she's like, okay. I want to be a jellyfish. And they're like, you got it. Will you do the song? And she's like, Aah! and then okay. they did it. So I, I just checked. Um, I looked it up. Moulin Rouge was 2001. So she had already done Moulin Rouge three years before this. Uh, and this feels like a step down. <laughs> well, I mean, Bionic was not a great album. <laughs> let's just be real but she you know she probably just wanted to have a good time people can do things for fun they can do things for fun that's true what do you do for fun tony i really want to do i mainly play magic the gathering (laughs) yeah and you watched cartoons and talk about stereotypes 
That's true. Racism. That's true. <laughs> so I guess I guess the final lesson that I'm taking away from this film is that I'm not allowed to judge anyone who made this movie. <laughs> this movie is bad, but it's not bringing down the house bad. This is. It's not close as to fun bring. to watch bringing down the house as it is fun to watch this. Uh, I guess that's true, but I don't know. It's close for me. I still think Garden State is worse than this. Uh, there's something to that. <laughs> there's, def- <laughs> there's definitely, that's definitely an argument I respect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can probably come around to, you can probably convince me Garden State is worse than this. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. okay, so I, I gotta talk to you about something, though, because I am very aware and I want to be very conscientious about racism against Italians. You know that as a podcast, <laughs> we are against that. It's kind of our top issue. Yeah, it's kind of our topic here. So I did a little bit of research uh, when it comes to the stereotypes depicted in this movie. So there, uh, there. go ahead and read all the stuff about, you know, black culture and how it's seen as quote-unquote ghetto in this movie and how people really fought against that. But what I want to focus on is the National Coalition Against Racial, Religious, and Ethnic Stereotyping, which is also called Caress, which oh. was founded in 2004. And Shark Tale was its very first target. Oh my and this group was not spearheaded by the NAACP or the National Council of La Raza. This group was started by Italians. <laughs> so we, your your people really did not like this movie. We love taking things personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Caress was initiated by organizations such as the Columbus Citizens Foundation, oh, the National no. Italian American Foundation, and the Order Sons of Italy in America. Okay? Oh, no. These Italian groups are upset about the film's cast of vicious shark mafia with Italian names and accents and their uses of phrases like forget about it and capiche. (laughs) So Shark Tale taps into a cultural assumption that all Italians are connected to the mob. So Caress put out a press release that that asked the film's production company, Steven Spielberg's DreamWorks SKG, to, quote, change the gangsters' last names in Shark Tale to ones that do not call to mind a specific ethnic group and to remove all script elements that identify them as Italian, end quote. That would take away the, basically the whole script. <laughs> I, was, I was like, redoing that in an animated film would take, what, maybe two years? Yeah, yeah. It would be like the Sonic thing, a disaster <laughs> of pr- large proportions. So they, they started an email pressure campaign, and they even lobbied to have the MPAA change the film's rating from pg to pg-13 or r yeah this definitely deserved a hard r yeah and they also targeted spielberg with letters and public pleas they would just show up wherever he was to say please stop making italian americans look bad well they wouldn't say it like that they'd say it like hey please stop (laughs) making the italian (laughs) okay 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 so this isn't the first time that they have well, I mean, this is not the last time that they reached out to uh, movies and uh, mm-hmm. television studios. They have protested 1,100 Hollywood films that, and because 73% of them are portrayed, of the characters in that movie are portrayed as, quote, criminals and buffoons, <laughs> end quote. And uh, they say that their target audience is what actually bothers them. 
it's the quote it is the first children's mafia movie end mm-hmm. quote they mm-hmm. said that they are passing this stereotyping on to the next generation and this movie needs to be stopped <laughs> so your people are wilding out dude well, well i regret to inform you all that the italians are at it again do you think that that's maybe the hidden reason why you hate this so much because i think because i i did not expect for you to have this visceral of a reaction I'll be honest, the, th- the, the uh, stereotyping of Italians is bad in this movie. Like, it, it, it's not um, offensive to me. It strikes me as very lazy. Uh, mm. It doesn't strike me as lazier than anything else in the film's writing. Uh, <laughs> but it, it strikes me as lazy. I think the um, I think the, the way Will Smith's character is characterized and the way the jellyfish are characterized and uh, the way the one Mexican fish who gets a line, Mrs. Sanchez, at the track, who says, that hippity-hop smooth talk don't work on me, I think that's way more offensive to me. Well, as the podcast's official... Uh, as, as our official Mexican lady. As, our, as your official Mexican lady, but also the person that keeps track of the people of color in movies. <laughs> I keep forgetting to talk about that in a lot of our movies, because to be real, a lot Most of Most of the time, there's not white. many of them. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, there was actually two people of hispanic or latinx origin um headphone guy which is a character that always has headphones on is has an accent where it's obvious that he speaks spanish so i got got pretty good representation in this movie (laughs) (laughs) well uh so that's um that's shark tale yeah Uh, what do the professionals have to say because i know where we stand yeah so Look, here's the thing. Back in 2013, 2014, there was a great, great film website called The Dissolve. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was owned by Pitchfork. doesn't exist anymore because it didn't make any money. But um, Nathan Rabin, who is a a longtime writer for the AV Club, and then he he wrote a column for The Dissolve after he left AV Club. It was a great column. It was called Forgot Busters. And what he would do is something similar to what we're doing this season. He took a movie, any genre, not just comedy— movie that was in the top 25 of its box office for the year that nobody remembered and was like okay well why don't people remember that so shark tale was one of the movies he wrote about (laughs) um and uh he said he wrote uh quote shark tale epitomizes everything that's bad about big budget mainstream animation particularly its obsession with star power Movies like Aladdin and Shrek benefited tremendously from the famous voices in their casts, but Shark Tale takes celebrity fetishization a step too far by featuring characters that don't just boast the voices of some of the biggest movie stars in the world, they look and act like the like the celebrities voicing them as well. The filmmakers took great pains to have the animals in Shark Tale look as much like the actors voicing them as possible. <laughs> Apparently out of a belief that small, easily entertained children that are its target audience will lose their shit upon seeing a puffer fish that both talks like Martin Scorsese and has his caterpillar (laughs) eyebrows. And when the kids see the telltale mole on the Robert De Niro shark's face, forget about it. That's what the mob people say in those movies, right? This creepy desire to make funny animals out of things which should not be funny animals inevitably leads... To sexualizing that which should not be sexualized. At a racetrack where Oscar squanders a large sum of money, his big talk attracts the attention of a femme fatale lionfish named Lola, Angelina Jolie, dancing lasciviously to the ludicrous song Gold Digger. 
Just as Shark Tale reduces Will Smith to a generic rap dude, it reduces the equally complicated Jolie to an underwater vamp with Jolie's <laughs> luscious lips and air of husky sexuality. Husky sexuality is just what's called for in a movie like Gia, but it seems creepy and unnerving in an animated fish movie aimed at small children, yet the inappropriateness of sexualizing a cold-blooded sea creature apparently didn't keep the animators from thinking, oh man, if we do our jobs correctly, everyone is going to want to fuck this fish. Uh, so, uh, there's, I mean, there's, it's a long column. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I wanted to get to everyone is going to want to fuck this fish. I um, love, uh, that he used the term luscious lips. I feel like we could have done that. No, oh, they're, D- we- they're DSLs. <laughs> Those are fucking DSLs on a fish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, she's hot. She's do- a hot fish. <laughs> do our friends... <laughs> do our... Do our friends at commonsensemedia.org have any thoughts on the film? They have so many thoughts. Um, I grabbed three adult slash parent <laughs> reviews and only one child review, and I think that this child is going places. So I'm going to start with the parents here. Um, the first one, this one got four stars. So it's pretty high. Okay. One of, the higher, one of the higher ones. We took our four-year-old to see the movie Saturday night. She enjoyed it but remembered little about the plot. I felt that it had many twists and turns and snappy language, making it difficult for her to get it the first time she saw it. As every parent with a preschooler knows, they like to watch a movie many times before truly enjoying it. The only thing that annoys me a little bit is the big push for fish to be friends, not food. I am a, I am not a vegetarian. That was her biggest quab about that. Also, fish are friends, not food are, is from Finding Nemo, so maybe she wrote the wrong review. Maybe. Uh, also, this movie came out a year after Finding Nemo and kind of feels very obviously like they were trying to uh, ride that wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second one is, again, from another parent. Uh, this one was five stars. Best movie ever. Complex. Okay. Yeah. Complex story, developed characters, Will Smith. What a dream. <laughs> He's a fish! What a dream! You know, this person really likes Hitch, also, probably. I should have checked their account to see where they wrote reviews. It's probably just, like, all Will Smith movies. Um, okay, this is this review is not so great. This one got a one star. And I okay. feel like this is someone you would want on your side. Yeah. This movie is not for small children. In fact, I have a hard time deciding who this movie is for. One word this movie was... I didn't write this, okay, guys? This was in the review. Ghetto. <laughs> Hip-hop, maybe. I'm very disappointed that Will Smith, whom I adore, would make such a movie. The plot is weak. It's laden with sexual innuendo, in parentheses, Lola. And the general theme really emphasize all you don't want your small children to learn. I can appreciate the entertainment value of the movie, but not for very small children. I suppose this movie is for 11 to 13-year-olds? Question mark, question mark? Okay. And the final final review and this is a child a child wrote this uh they're 11 that's also what i said about the movie (laughs) a child wrote Uh oh a child wrote this they're about 11 (laughs) okay she wrote there is consumerism where there are real life brands but their names are ocean puns (laughs) 
child. She is destined for great and things. She she does not fucking miss. I'll say She's that. Right through the heart of the whole thing. <laughs> Love it. I have I have two questions. Yeah. Off of these reviews, the first one is, what do you think the overall moral of the story is for this movie? I guess it's probably like I think the writer's intention was to give a message of like uh, be be true to yourself and be happy with who you are. So Lenny uh, becomes. Uh, happy accepts himself for being vegetarian oscar accepts himself for working at a car wash okay cool i like that okay i agree with you the second question is do you think this movie was funded entirely by all of these brands uh that's a good question um and i don't think it was funded like i I, dreamworks would have had money at this point like they would have been able to get investors like i don't think it was all product placement that said there's a shit ton of product placement in this movie yeah so i would i'm assuming that they got a little some some out of it yes yeah yeah okay okay well those are the only questions that i had but yeah i mean i I apologize that we watched a movie that treated italian americans so poorly it's okay. I mean, it's not the first time. <laughs> it won't be the last. Um, no, I appreciate you looking into the uh, the whole Italian anti-defamation thing. It makes me just uh, even more ashamed of my, <laughs> my heritage. Did you, did, what was the thing that you feel like is the most, uh, I'm not going to say offensive, but most yeah, stupid not, Italian reference? Was I'm, the not offen- like, I'm not offended by that, but I, 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 cause like, it, it's just lazy. I think like, I think if you have a character that's Italian and the laugh line is, he says, forget about it. Like, <laughs> like that's just like, it's just like, well, I guess we need a punchline. I guess we'll just Italians say this thing, right? Like it, yeah. it, it really does feel phoned in like having having a sit down having uh is is you know true to uh um conventions of mob movies having the uh fucking uh latin catholic mass as the funeral for a shark (laughs) is weird i don't think i I, again i don't think we need to show a shark funeral in the movie but that is like a, a a weird specific reference that could work yeah um that's so. just the floating shark really fucked me up like yes. I, I thought about it a lot today I yeah it, it's really disturbing it's uh it's a messed up movie folks so yeah. uh if you really want to watch it uh i guess i technically can't do anything to stop you yeah i uh, mean it's not worth the watch but no. if it's on you could watch it uh, and it's not on anywhere. Inexplicably, television networks have not purchased the rights. <laughs> not that you can watch Hitch instead. It's probably on right yeah. now. Watch Hitch instead. Hitch is better. It's also not good, but it's better than this. <laughs> probably should have. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Please subscribe. Please leave reviews where you can. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.